Never had it so good. 101.1 radio, the best R&B and hip hop music. The Quiet Storm every Friday and Saturday. Talk radio with the best host in the business. Sports talk radio every weekend night with Princess Cooper. Never had it so good. Radio now on 101.1 and it's 24/7. The world's best radio station. In this day and time, stereotypes are the false descriptions for all of humanity. James T. Deshay is the author of two great poetry books that attempt to describe life from a male perspective. It has been a common belief that men are unable to put into words their deepest feelings and spend most of their time focused on the surface of what life means. Thoughts, love, and reflections, and passion, desire, and contemplation take you on a journey that has very few travelers. Mr. Deshay has opened his heart and spirit up in ways that few have ever experienced. The depth of his poetry will have you reading his books and poems over and over again. 
you will find yourself using his passages to describe your own feelings to your family and friends. It is now time to put aside your thoughts and feelings related to the depth of men's thoughts and delve deeply into the words of James T. Deshay. Once again, he will put an end to your thoughts that men can't translate their heartfelt spirit into words. Both of these books will allow you to find comfort in the reality of the heart of men. You will spend hours trying to embrace the way men want to love and display their passion to the women they love. Don't be fooled by those books that create love through words of lust, vulgarity, and unhealthy displays of sexual activities. You will discover the types of words that will allow you to rejoice in the future of what love truly means to men. Your book clubs and families will be able to discuss these words without fear. No one will have to leave the room. Both of these books can be purchased at jamestdeshay2.com and lulu.com. Feel free to reach out to the author at tlreflectionsjtd at gmail.com. You know I love music. And every time I hear something hot, it makes me want to move. It makes me want to have fun. But it's something about this joint right here. This joint right here, it makes me want to...
together, didn't we? We've definitely got our thing together, don't we? Isn't that nice? I mean, really, when you really sit and think about it, isn't it really, really nice? I can easily feel myself slipping more and more away That super world of my own. Nobody but you and me. We've got it together, baby. Get over 
And my thing is, if that means that your lifestyle is out of order, get it in check to what it is that you're making. Uh, you know, we we got to stop thinking that we we just like the other person who breaks the law. I mean, you know, come on, get a grip. You got those key positions, honor it. Do exactly what it says. If that's not making your income, and I'm sure, bringing you what you need, get another job. And I'm sure those young, there are young people in that town that looked up to him and thought about what the possibilities could be for them if they were to stay on the straight and narrow. But here you got now the chief of police and the lieutenant being locked up just like common criminals uh, because they wanted to take advantage of the privacy that they had during the time that they were on duty and not understanding or recognize that somebody was going to, to to pay attention to the fact that they were never on call, that they never could be reached. And so, you know, it, it was just sad to see that both of these guys who were a high-level position would put their their position and their livelihood at threat. But like you say, it, it is time for us to recognize that once you've worked hard and gotten yourself to a a certain place, you should not jeopardize your standard of living. Uh, you need to just, if you can't live on that, you need to change the way you're living or get you another job. Putting yourself well, behind bars does not seem like a good way to do it. Not only that, the same people, the truck company, who they probably was doing a side job was probably the one that turned them in. Ah. You might. You thought about that? You know what I mean? I yeah. bet you they probably the one that turned them in. It is so sad that we can't see our life was made better. If you would just be willing uh, to sacrifice and take your time and not go outside of the line. When you go outside of the line, you don't cause yourself nothing but trouble and the possibility of being incarcerated for a long period of time. Well, that's another question I like going beyond that. I heard that the public housing was going to a different uh, rule, uh, and I wanted to make sure, uh, wanted to ask people what their thoughts were uh, related to that. Uh, They're now deciding that they're going to ban smoking in public housing. Uh, Do you think that takes away from uh, adults being adults and making their own choices? Uh, do you think the federal government has a right uh, to suggest these type of rules? Well, I, personally, I, I really do think they, they have a right to, to, to do those type of rules simply for the fact that uh, uh, those rules are made in public places, too. You go into certain uh, eating facilities and certain buildings, there's no smoking. You know, nowadays, you know, that's what people require. Those are the laws. So uh, if that's going to make people safe, healthier, or whatever, I think that they may have the right to do that. You know, I was uh, I lived down the street uh, from a public housing area, and they are doing outstanding work uh, in terms of bringing that public housing place up to uh, modern-day facilities. And all of the units now have... Um, Central air and heat. Uh, they set rules for uh, violence. If your particular family uh, is involved in uh, more than two incidences of violence, uh, you can be asked to leave. Uh, they're doing a lot of things to try to get the public housing uh, to be better. And I think that is recognizing that smoke damages the paint and the environment of a home. Um, Smoke is bad for the children. Uh, there are a lot of children uh, live in these public housing. And so they're just taking the steps that are necessary uh, to promote good health and uh, to uh, uh, keep from having to paint the facilities, the inside, so often. So I, I think just like you, I'm, I believe that these things are fair. 
if you own your own home, then you can smoke in and out of your home as you please. But when you are renting a, when you're renting it at a low cost, uh, you have to recognize that those people who are in ownership of it have a right to uh, set some rules. That's true. It sounds like to me they're trying to make it a, a, a really nice, good, and safe environment for everyone. Environment that, that has to do with health. Health has to do with health hazards. And uh, I have no problem with that. Same way with uh, uh, airplanes. No smoking. It used to be those things. But now that they realize that certain things cause certain health risks, safety for the environment, less fires, they don't have to worry about uh, the buildings catching on fire for safety reasons, why not implement those type of things? And to me, the people who they implementing them on, that's good. That means that they're trying to make where I live, if I was there, my living environment standard and up to par, similar to the other ones. Why? Because we own a fixed income and it's uh, a low, low rent. Why do we have to have third? So I think it's excellent. Yeah, you know, a lot of apartment complexes around the country are setting up rules so that they can control the outside and inside environment. Uh, telling people that they don't want them to smoke inside their apartment. Uh, they don't want them to be loitering around the apartments after 10 o'clock. And so you, uh, I don't see anything wrong with the government also trying to control the properties that they own in order to make sure that those children are not being inundated by smoke uh, and having the problems that come along with secondary smoke. On that. All right, we're going to take a short break and we'll come back and continue our conversation. It seems like Joyce and I are the only ones on the air, but we'll continue uh, uh, talking about the kinds of things that are going on around our country. I think because somebody.
This is James T. Shea, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflection, brought to you by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. George, let me ask you a question. This has been bothering me for a number of years, and um, I'm just not sure I understand why we find ourselves in the position that our weather is so awful in so many places around the country. And I just want to ask you what your thoughts are related to this. As I grew up, uh, don't remember in the 70s and 80s uh, that we had the kind of weather we've been having lately where um, in California uh, every year it seems like wildfires come up and the whole state of California is on fire. Uh, We just had, I think, five deaths attributed to the fire now, and uh, it is still burning out of control. Uh, you had flooding in the uh, Mideast, uh, you know, to the point where whole towns were uh, were just uh, underwater and uh, two or three people passed away. I- I'm just not remembering this stuff going on to this degree uh, before. And, uh, you know, I- I'm just wondering if we got a situation where certain Republicans, I mean, they don't believe in global warming, uh, but there's something going on that our weather has changed so drastically, and we have all these kind of uh, disasters going on. Well, right. It has a lot to do with the climate change. Unfortunately, you do have a lot of, of people who don't believe in climate change, particularly uh, your president of the United States. Uh, and the reason why it didn't happen back then is because we didn't have everything that's polluting the environment machineries and everything going up in the atmosphere the way that it was when uh, our ancestors and when we were a long time ago existed. With all this new technology and the ability of uh, industries and factories and all this going up in the environment, uh, it has a lot to do with the atmosphere and the climate. So if uh, I've been watching some of the the, um, science fiction, not science, but some of the the programs and it shows that in Eskimos now they they're losing snow in certain areas up in the Arctic. Uh, everything is changing. Everything is shifting. So um, we need to take notice. Uh, we have a lot of restrictions here in our state, and other states need to get on board. Unfortunately, uh, our president does not believe in it. That clean air is is very crucial. Uh, he wants to go back in time with coal and stuff. So. I'm not for sure about uh, how, how long we're going to last as a, particularly California, it's like an inferno and it's no stopping. And that's consistently every year. Plus all this flooding in the Upper East, you know, it's, it's scary. And uh, I look at that and you can just lose things in a split second and it's out of control. A lot of this stuff, though, we can do. That that fire, one of the fires that started in California was was started by a human. We have to learn how to respect nature uh, more so than what we do. Uh, so they do think that was an arsonist that started that. So I'm just hoping that it's not a brother or sister who did it, but to my knowledge, I think that's who did it. They 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 trying to claim that on a brother. So whether or not they do it out of hatred or what they do out of just innocent or just stupidity, we really have to take notice. Yeah, it is. It's interesting uh, that uh, it seems like our, our, our environment is changing to the degree that we are not expecting some of these weather, this heavy weather that's going on. Uh, Regina, let me ask you, you know, we, we – we're about to enter this tornado season for the East Coast, and uh, there was just one weather storm that came up through uh, uh, the state of offshore. But what are your thoughts about all these crazy, out-of-control fires in California and the flooding uh, in the Mideast? Uh, it just seems like we're having the kind of weather that is uh, just out of control. Good evening. Um, you know, I, I, I must admit I have not found myself, if I don't turn on the television for five days, when I turn it on, it's the same news. So 
I have to admit that I'm not as up to date on what's been going on. But when I turned it on this morning, I saw all these fires out in California. I'm not sure how they happened. I'm not sure how it was sparked. Um, I was thinking about the idea of global warming, but that would not have anything to do with those fires out in in California. That would have something to do with the storms and the um, that's occurring out in you know in in the seas and the different tornadoes and things. So I really well, don't California have California has had a lot of trouble with California's had a lot of trouble with not having um the kind of rain that it needs and the 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 long terms of drought and that makes the the vegetation uh very uh subject to 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 fires. Uh but now wasn't it just last year that that you all had uh, trouble with flooding in your area. How long has it been since you all had that major flood that came through South Carolina? Well, that was um, 20, 2015. That was 2015, and that that was a phenomenon within itself. You know, I still cannot figure out how that happened that quickly. But I will tell you what these things are doing is causing a lot of PTSD. Uh, even even when it starts to rain now, folk are, we just get nervous. Especially, and when our storm alerts go off, more anxiety happens. And I can only imagine across the United States a lot of nervous people. Mind you, faith is in God, and that faith, we recognize that faith after the alert has gone off. So the alert comes on, you get nervous, and then you remember, but my faith is in God. So the anxiety still happens. And that is um, that's what's being experienced here as a result of that. A lot of, and that falls under the mental mental illness umbrella. As a result, a lot of people's houses. But one thing that concerns me about these fires and these storms are the insurances. And some of the people, if they're on a floodplain, you know, even if they have how um, home insurance, will it cover it? If you buy a house and it's in a certain area, will they insure it? Will your insurance go up as a result of you staying in? So there are a lot of different ramifications from these different incidents that you're talking about. Yeah, it just seems that we are inundated by it. I know as we, um, Florida starts to enter into its tornado season, uh, we just have to constantly be aware and monitor uh, you know, where these uh, storms are coming from, uh, what direction they're coming from. And it just seems like uh, our government is slow to react to some of these these tragedies, and people are left to fend for themselves. Uh, you know, yes. there's still a number of people yes. in Puerto Rico, and here they're going to enter another tornado season. James, now that you said that, uh, do you know that my mother has yet to receive government the assistance that she is supposed to receive? And I say supposed to because she filed for it, they approved it, and now the red tape is so red till it's just burgundy. <laughs> I mean, so she has yet to receive help from that. And we're talking two years ago. Yeah, it, it it is amazing. Joyce, what what do you think? What responsibility does our government have to Puerto Rico and other places like Louisiana to get them back where they were and not for them to still be dealing with the damages of, of these past storms? 
Well, I think they have a total obligation, but like I say, it all depends on and who you're looking at, who's in power. You notice that they, they was in a hurry and they put back certain states right away. Uh, when Houston got hit with all that, that water in the flood, you see that they was in the same status of the situation as Puerto Rico. But they came through, did the right thing, but then look, Puerto Rico, look what the, they don't have voting rights. But they're part of the United States, and that makes a difference as to what. The, well, you saw your president throwing throwing uh, towel paper and thought that they were, he was doing something. It was ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense for our country to be as wealthy as we are. Every time that that big bird uh, that says the United States uh, leave the ground to go to his home in 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 uh, Palm Beach and wherever he lives, New York and all that. That money can be going right back over there, getting the resources, what it needs to take to get those people back uh, living in a decent society. It, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, you know, uh, but that's what we need to do. Come soon. We need to go to the polls and really, really, we, we're obligated. We owe that to our ancestors. We owe it to ourselves as a citizen. Do the right thing. And, and making sure that a certain group of people, is being cared for. That's how the government is built. All the programs they're trying to uh, uh, delete, you know. And Regina, you just got to stay on them as far as your mom. I would be calling them every day. A squeaky wheel will get oil. They'll get sick of me. That's what I would be doing. Yeah, it is. It is terrible. And like you say, on a political uh, standpoint, that because the value of Puerto Rico's vote is reduced because they're not uh, given an opportunity to have representation in the the House and the Senate, that these people are left uh, to fend for themselves. And here you are a year later, still don't have everybody with power. It is just ridiculous uh, that these people are being treated in this matter. And now you have people who now once lived in Puerto Rico who probably will not return that have come to the state and are going to decide, hey, uh, ain't no sense in going back there. We're treated better here. And I, and I understand and appreciate that, that they recognize that they are Americans and they should live, be able to be free to live wherever they want to. And if they're not going to be treated fairly at home, then they have the right to leave. Uh, we're going to take another break, and we'll come back and continue our conversation.
This is James Keeney Shea, the host of Talk, Love, and Reflection, brought to you by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. We're here so that your voices can be heard loud and clear without interruption. Call in at 657-383-0309 so your voice can be heard loud and clear. We're here Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We are here seven days a week because there is no time to waste. We have to be ready to talk about what's going on. Just let me just ask you a question. Uh, your president, Pat George, the sheriff, are there in Arizona, and I know that he was supposed to be running for office. Uh, is he still running for elected office? Uh, is he planning on trying to go uh, to D.C. or is he trying to? to be old office locally. No, he's trying to run for the senator seat. Uh he's trying to he trying to run for the senator who is no longer uh Jeff Blake's seat. Uh so that's uh the senator and they also just waiting online to try to uh run for Mr. McCain's seat, but he hasn't indicated that he's gonna be giving his seat up no time too soon, which I hope he, that he doesn't. But Chef Apaya is 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 running for Senate. It is just amazing across the country that we have these people who are reemerging who have these kind of uh a white supremacist viewpoint and who don't have a lot of love for minorities. And now all of a sudden they feel comfortable running for uh, local seats as well as uh, federal seats uh, because they think people are willing to overlook their past and their present uh, spoke point. Uh, what, what do you think it's going to take uh, for us to, uh, to squash what this, new environment seems to be opening up. Uh, we're going to need to uh, our voices be known by going to vote. That's uh, power. you got power in your vote. So to me, that's how you can actually express your power without breaking the law is making sure that you make sure that you have your right to vote, that you honor that. Uh, you know, we're just going to have to stop sitting on the sideline and say, oh, it doesn't make a difference. You'd be surprised what one vote, your vote and your other friend vote and their vote. Just think about it. If everybody would have went to the polls to really vote, you know, the, the situation may be different than what it is today. Yeah, it is important that we take upon ourselves to go out and vote, uh, both locally and nationally, uh, because there, there are too many things that, uh, we cannot take for granted. Uh, these people are ready to try to take us places where we've never been before or take us backwards in time, tolerated because our children will be the ones to suffer. Uh, we can't just act like, okay, well, it, life is going to be all right for me. We have to prepare this country to be right for those who are not yet here. Well, we're going to take our Are final you talking break, to me? guys. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You and I, the only one on. Regina got left again. Oh, my. Okay. Well, you know what? Uh, it's just so much going on where we just really have to do what we need to do, and that means to make be vocal and start expressing ourselves, particularly when we get in a conversation. Let this be the topic of what we do, what we, what we as a society, where we're going, and what we can do to improve our environment. That's what conversation needs to be about. Uh, hopefully we can start those conversations online. You know, everybody does um, texting now. So we start to uh, just start uh, making the dialogue about what is going on and let people's voices be heard and let them express themselves and put ideas out there so they can be thinking. You know, it's, you know, it's, it's powering what you do. So if it starts texting is what you're good at and how you can reach people and tap into that conversation just to change it and get their minds to thinking, we need to be creative and start doing those things as well. Yeah, you are so right. You know, we 
We can't take things for granted. Uh, well, we're going to take this last uh, break, and then we're going to come back and give Joyce an opportunity to have her final word. Your children and don't let them fall by the side of the road and teach them to love one another that heaven might find a place.
Jesus 